you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Yes, beginning to look a lot like training camp season, people. <laughs> Rookies for the Bills and Raiders reporting today. That's right, today. And eight more teams have their first-year guys starting tomorrow. So here we go. Wait a second. Hold on. This is not my garage. It's a lot smaller, I want to say. Uh, welcome into Good Morning Where Football. Do you live, well, yes. Right. We are live in New York with these fine gentlemen right here. Here. My name is Will Selva. He is James Palmer, Mike Garofolo, they call him Jeezy, and of course, our Super Bowl yeah. champion, also Heisman Trophy finalist oh. from Penn State oh. University, oh. Michael Robinson. Yeah. Wow, oh, this too. All that very impressive, but I want to hear about the rest of your house now, Will. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. You kidding the me? The big apple's just too small. For <laughs> you kidding me? No. I mean, this is the size of this table here, so no one's here to take care of my flyaways on my hair or my makeup or any of those things. I just kind of go in there at 2 in the morning, do my thing, talk to myself. And, oh, and positive self-talk, too. Uh, yeah, less is it. It's like, I'm going. an energy giver, not an energy sucker. Oh, uh, yes! Will, I love you. Such a great sound bite early in the morning. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank oh, you. That was for you, Mike Rob. I don't know why I'm sucking up to Mike Rob, but I just figure he's right next to me. He's closest to me. So. Energy sucker, Will. That's your energy sucker. Yes, time for the lead. There we go. Well done. It's like we've done this before. Uh, the deadline for franchise tag players came and went on Friday. We were watching a handful of players, but Mike G, tell us 
What went down exactly with the Bengals and safety Jesse Bates? It seemed to be lingering going on, back and forth. What's yeah. the latest here? Well, there's a big spread between the franchise tag and the top of the safety market, which is now at $18 million per year with Jesse Bates. And we saw what he can do certainly in the Super Bowl. Uh, and elsewhere, it feels like that's where he should be paid. The Bengals saying, no, we want you much closer to where the tag is at 12 and change. So that's a $6 million spread. In previous seasons, we've seen that these tags have been a lot closer to where the top of the market is for various reasons. The safety, there was that big spread. So it just was not going to get done. So now I am looking at training camp as I tweeted out the other day, I'm not expecting Jesse Bates. I'm not expecting Orlando Brown. These guys can't be fined because they haven't signed the tag yet. The question is, what happens before week one? Does Jesse Bates get in there? Does Orlando Brown get in there? Because you could you could miss games if you want to. I mean, that's money you're just throwing away, but these guys could miss games to make a point. So that's where we are right now with the Bengals and Jesse Bates. Uh, certainly cannot do a long-term deal now, but what happens in the short term as far as the one-year tag? We shall see. All right, so we will track that situation until train camp begins in Cincinnati next week. And Bates was a crucial piece, of course, to the Bengals' phenomenal run last season. So, James, I'll start with you. Complete this sentence. The Bengals will return to the Super Bowl if what happens? If Jesse Bates plays, I really do think he's that important. I think Jesse Bates is the most important person to the Cincinnati Bengals after Joe Burrow. I I really do. And I was with this team, and that's probably why you went with me first, because I covered (laughs) them and was with them all week throughout the the Super Bowl and throughout the postseason. They change so much what they do defensively throughout the week, from week to week, but also throughout the game. And what's the biggest part of that is how you communicate on the field. He's the guy who sees everything. He's the unquestioned leader of this defense. I've talked to him numerous times throughout the last season about the importance that uh, that he has with the relationship with Von Bell, their other safety, one of the better duos in football. What he does for a secondary at the corner spot that we could say is a little bit shaky. Yeah. But he does so much more for this team. Take a look. I mentioned Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. What the quarterback had to say about the importance of Jesse Bates recently. Jesse's a big part of this team. And, you know, you can put a... A price tag on what he does on the field, but I don't think he can on what he does in the locker room. He's been a guy that has kind of built what we're doing here. He was one of the first, and Jesse's exactly the kind of player that I think you want to reward for the work that he's done for the last four years through the ups and the downs. And you know, we weren't very good for three years while he was here, and then you know he's been through it all. So you know, we're we're hoping that everything works out in, in his favor. There's a couple of key points I want to point out that Joe Burrow says there. One, you can't replace what he does off the field. I think right. We all know yep. about the importance of making a Super Bowl run and what the locker room and the continuity in there and the leadership that you need to get to a Super Bowl. The same thing, Mike Rob, is what, what he said about he was here through the hard times and is now part of what we're building here. How important is it to reward those type of players that have built this culture for you off the field, I think he might be even more important. He's one of the best safeties in football. He got ten picks in four years with you know in his career. He's a baller. He's a sure tackler. He's a rangy safety. He's a guy that uh, you talk about that leadership off the field. I've talked to guys in that locker room and and they love him. Mm-hmm. And and what a glowing endorsement from the man of the yeah, franchise, absolutely, uh, right. Joe absolutely. Burrow. So yeah, I do think they should pay Jesse Bates. I think he's vitally important. But another guy offensively, um, I think is vitally important is Joe Mixon. Now he did have over twelve hundred yards last year, thirteen uh, rushing touchdowns, but. I 
I think they can get even more out of him. And I want a more of an efficient running game from the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Joe Mix only averaged 4.1 rushing yards uh, per carry. I think he can get more out of that, and I think they can use him more out of the, more in the passing game. With all those weapons on the outside with T. Higgins, Jamar Chase providing space in the offense, Joe Burrow, instead of taking those hits, <laughs> instead of taking all those sacks that he's been taking over the last couple of years, just check the ball down to Joe Mixon and get this guy in space because he's a tough tackle. He's one of, the, one of the top backs in the National Football League when he catches the football. He's not an easy guy to bring down. And then defensively, to go along with Jesse Bates, they, 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 that pass rush needs to continue to show up. Trey Hendrickson, he had, what, mm. 13 and a half sacks his last year with New Orleans. I did not think he was going to be able to follow that up. I thought that was more yeah. of a, you know what, I'm about to get paid. I need to you know, put, right. put out the best version of myself. <laughs> yeah. Let me get this money. He got to the Cincinnati Bengals, and he was an absolute animal. Led the team with 14 sacks. Sam Hubbard on the other other side, seven and a half sacks. So they can get after the quarterback. They have ball-hawking defensive backs where they can, you know, they're in a perfect position to always get the football. And I think if they lean on that running game so that it's not not Joe Burrow having to handle everything with his arm, they lean on that run game in Joe Mixon, especially in the passing game as well. I think this – Cincinnati Bengals team can get right back to the Super Bowl, guys. Yeah, Hendrickson was relentless, and, and we know what they can do from back, or excuse me, from front to back on yes. that defense. And if you look at their defensive numbers last year, 17th in yards, 18th in points, or, or vice versa, so kind of middle of the pack. But that didn't tell the whole story. And you remember, Mike Robb, late in the season uh, on Good Morning Football Weekend, I did a little breakdown of how clutch this defense was, how they made plays at the right time. Starting yeah. in week one, there was a Minnesota game uh, where they had the, the, the forced fumble and Dalvin Cook, I believe it was in overtime. Then there was that Jaguars game on a Thursday night where they had to make a stop at the goal line, and they did to really key the comeback that happened there. Uh, There was a game in Denver where they had a huge turnover late to win that game. Kansas City, in the playoffs in the regular season, both times, held into a field goal after uh, halftime. You're going to win a lot of games. You do that to the Kansas City Chiefs. And then against the Raiders, they were clutch late. Tennessee, they were clutch late. If they continue to do that, if this defense continues to make plays like that, at the right time of the game, then you're going to see this team back. Because you know, we talked about offensively what they're going to do. You know how good they're going to be offensively. This was the key for this team last year, making plays when they absolutely needed to make them defensively. What, what's the D.C.'s name, Jeezy? Uh, Lou Anarumo. Lou. Lou. Lou is uh, talking about Lou for a while now, bro. Like, I, I know he's got to be on people's list for head coaching jobs, all those things. But, but you're right. To me, it's the timing of these plays from this defense. They always just seem to be in the right position to make a play. Lou's probably on the Jersey Shore right now. That's where he spends his <laughs> summers, <laughs> which is where I should be right now. But I'm working, Lou. Yeah, good, but see, we're, we're glad that you're here, Jeezy. Uh, you guys he have touched upon it. Happy about it. Um, I know you don't seem very happy about it. I had enough time <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> this, this, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna mention it all. This feels yes. like the longest off season of all Yeah, we're almost there. 100 agree. So working feels like. We're getting there. So we're getting you one day closer. Right, see, for me, I think it's Joe Burrow, that he has to be healthy, okay? Yeah. Because that's one thing. Let's not forget, yeah. he's entering his third season in the NFL. Another thing is that he's still developing. He's still improving. And he hasn't yet been fully healthy, especially when you looked at what he did in that magical season that they had last year. That run was wearing that knee brace. And also that Bengals offensive line has to improve. And it looks yeah. like they did improve it, getting Alex Kappa 
Tampa, Lyle Collins and Ted Karras as well to try to keep him upright and healthy. And I just think there's another level to Burrow that we have yet seen. And I think the key is not seeing him get sacked. I mean, they give up 70 sacks. And I understand that sometimes... That's crazy. That's crazy. And, And I understand that sometimes, Mike Rob, that a quarterback will get into a sack or run into a sack. But, but the reality is here, you can't be giving up 70 sacks here and try to keep Joe Burrow healthy. But even so, with all the sacks, they were still able to get to the Super Bowl. It shows their resiliency. And at the end of the day, Joe Burrow can help that offensive line out too. Get the ball out sometimes, yes. Joe. You know what I'm saying? I know you like to play hero ball a little bit, man. You're the franchise guy. But at sometimes you give the offensive line confidence. Just get the ball out. Get yeah. the ball out quick. And it provides some type of anxiety for the defense. I think if Joe Burrow does that, they'll be right there in the mix. But you know what also didn't help out those three wide receiver sets too? Maybe occasionally two backs. Look at two Will, man. Will might have an offensive coordinator. Uh, well, he's got enough back. room uh-huh. in that. Garage, they're just <laughs> off the walls. You know what I'm saying? It is not in a state. I can assure you of that, gentlemen. Hey, we uh, did the A block. Didn't get thrown off the air. Not too right? bad. Yeah. Oh. Time for the lead line. Oh. Yes, here we go. Take the words right out of my mouth, right there, Mike. Uh, Vikings Pro Bowl wide receiver Justin Jefferson has had a remarkable start to his short career. And he knows it. He was asked by Cameron Hay of Complex if he's the best receiver in the league. And here's how he responded. Quote, I'll say after this year, I'll be the best receiver in the NFL. I definitely have to give it to Devontae Adams as of now. Him being so crazy and dynamic on the field. His route running is crazy. So I definitely have to give it to him right now. But I'm pretty sure after this year, it's going to be me. Well, Justin brought up Devontae Adams as the guy he's chasing for the top spot. And when you look at the stats, clearly Devontae's done it for a lot longer. But if Justin can keep putting up those kinds of numbers, who knows where he ends up. As far as the Vikings are concerned, they've got their own behemoth in a division they've got to take down. Green Bay has won the North the last three seasons, and their quarterback has won the MVP the last two. So how can the Vikings challenge Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for that division title in 2022, Mike G? Easy. If Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell are on the same page, and they should be, they know each other, they've been together before, They Kirk Cousins knows this offense very well, they're on the same page from the jump. I'm not talking about late October, early November. I'm talking about from the jump. And we've seen this offense come come in and kickstart some quarterbacks late in their career, Aaron Rodgers being one of them. Uh, we've seen what Sean McVay was able to do at one, at one point, but then he had to say goodbye to Jerry Goff and then bring in Matthew Stafford and find success that way. Uh, so I, I, I really believe that you know, you saw a Kirk Cousins last year that continues to progress. I mean, this is a guy who had success back in Washington when O'Connell was back there, but I think he's still getting better, and I think he can get better. We still may have not yet seen the best of Kirk Cousins to come here. That's why when we talked about Justin Jefferson and what he said about being the best receiver, I think it's completely feasible. So if they can hit the ground running and get started from week one and be on the same page, I think this team has a chance to compete. I really do, Mike Rob. Now, Jeezy, we're talking about a lot of different things because – I do agree that Justin Jefferson is a great talent, Mm -hmm. right? And I think he's going to put up a lot of yards. Kirk Cousins always puts up a lot of yards. It seems to not matter what offense he's in, the the numbers are always there. How much can Kirk Cousins grow anymore? I just feel like, 
we know he can throw the football, but maybe he's just missing that big game gene or maybe he's missing that something happens in crucial game situations where the play just doesn't happen. To me, it's not more offense or more uh, yards that needs to be put up from this Minnesota Vikings team. They just need better play from their best player and Kirk Cousins in critical moments. And also, this defense needs to show up. I mean, look at this. They're in the bottom half of the league in almost every category. Points allowed, yards allowed um, uh, per game, pass yards allowed per game with almost 300 yards. And then look at the rushing yards. The line of scrimmage moves when you play against the Minnesota Vikings, and that's a big reason why they haven't been able to win. Yes, offensively, they're going to put up the yards. They're going to put up some points. But defensively, if you can't stop anybody and your best players aren't showing up, then you're always just going to be playing, continue to play second fiddle to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So I look at this division, and I still think it's Green Bay. It's the Green Bay Packers to win, first of all, because they still have Aaron Rodgers in that division. Second of all, because – I. I just don't know how much better Kirk Cousins can be because we've seen him put up the numbers. We've seen everything. We just got to see even more. From so him. even with the new coach, you think he's he's already reached his limit? Uh, maybe we can see, you know, some different play design where it, you, you can make playing quarterback easier. Yeah. But I've seen Kirk Cousins in critical situations. Well, it's critical situations yeah. you're talking about. That's what I'm talking about specifically. It's not a stats thing. Because no. we saw that way back yeah, to he's Washington. Got the stats. He's got yeah, stats. Yeah, way back to Washington in critical moments, making critical mistakes, almost kind of having some brain. Uh, I can't Something say that happens word, in you know, those. It's, it's just in, in moments. Now, the Vikings believed this going into this offseason where they were going to hire a new coach and a new general manager. In all of those meetings, they said, we feel like this guy still has. Uh, another step to take. And these general managers, when they came into interview, were told, we want to build around Kirk Cousins. They, they, they got to say that. They're financially tied no, they to him. No, they didn't. Huh? They could have said, because we've seen that before, when you have these <laughs> no, GM interviews. the hell out of them. You when you have these GM interviews, you, ownership will say, hey, we're, Darrell Reeves, when they uh, were interviewing the, general managers yeah. way back, they were telling the general managers, we are ready to move on from this guy. So that's where that was yeah. laid the groundwork. They could have said that. They, they really believe that he's got some good football left. We'll see if they're right. I think they are. Hi, we James. are talking about them competing with the Green Bay Packers, and we are focused on the offensive side of the ball? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> because if you want to compete for a division said, title, usually you need, to be, about you need to be good at all the positions that everybody in the NFL covets, right? I think they have pretty decent tackles. I think yeah. they have a decent quarterback. They have a really good one-two punch at the wide receiver spot. Dalvin Cook is one of the better running backs in football. Mm-hmm. They have three pretty good safeties, I think, that I think they can do different things defensively. And Ed Donatel coming in with that system that everybody in the NFL is in love with, right? That Vic Fangio, Brandon mm-hmm. Staley system. But I want to see what they get out of these pass rushers up front. Because I look at Daniel Hunter and I look at Zadarius Smith, there's really nothing behind the two of them. They need to stay healthy. And there's Daniel Hunter right there. And this is probably through one of the first six games because he got hurt. And through the through six games, they were tied for the NFL lead in sacks. After he gets hurt, they were dead last in the NFL, giving up over 400 yards a game. They need both of these guys to get after quarterbacks to help that defense in the passing game where they rank 28th. And Zedaria Smith coming in, they have similar career arcs. That's the funny thing with both these guys. We've seen them play at really high levels, both sure. of them, but it hasn't been a consistent thing throughout their careers. I'm going to be curious to see what Ed Donatel does with moving Zedaria Smith maybe around. He's a guy that you could rush from different spots. Uh, I, I, I want to see this defense take a big step. I think that's 
I think will has to happen if sure. they want to compete with the Green Bay Packers. No, I'm with you guys in terms of the defense has to improve. We saw that they put that as an emphasis in the draft where five of the first six picks were on defense. I also agree that we'll see what happens with O'Connell and Cousins and what that relationship can can bring. But again, we have to go back to the Packers on this particular point because the Packers would have to have a drop-off of some kind, and they still have number 12, who is Pennywise in this division, as Kyle has said over and over. If the Packers pick up where they left off offensively and as business as usual, they're going to be tough to dethrone. But if there is a drop-off in that offense without Devontae, then there's a legit chance Minnesota can make a run at that top spot. The offense already took a little bit of a step back after that record-breaking 2020 season. They ranked 10th offensively last year and obviously struggled in that playoff loss to the 49ers. And let's not forget, and we were talking about Kirk Cousins, And the fact that he lacks a gene of some kind, especially in the big moments, uh, he is actually a winner of two of the last three games against the Pack. So he has been a thorn in the side of the Packers, and the Vikings have played them tough. I still, to your point, think it is the Packers' division to lose, but we'd have to see the Packers undergo a severe drop-off. And the reason why, you know, I don't have great faith that it would be that big of a drop-off is because maybe years ago with Mike McCartney, Mm -hmm. uh, McCarthy as the uh, play caller and head coach with Green Bay because it was more of an Aaron Rodgers, do your thing, and we need guys on the outside. But now Matt LaFleur has Aaron Rodgers structured in a system. They run the football. They do play action passing downfield. I think they're going to be able to pick up where they left off. And Aaron Rodgers has proven he makes receivers. He does. Receivers don't necessarily make him. And also, Aaron Rodgers had mentioned that 80% of the plays was going to Devontae Adams. 80%. And he admitted that they have to make changes on that offense. It can't be the same old, same old. Yeah. Can't just expect 80% of the plays to go to Devontae <laughs> Adams because he's just not there. <laughs> <laughs> Also, true. <laughs> Time for a break. You, <laughs> you, you, you are on, dude. You, you know what I was trying to say. Yeah. My point is, you got to spread the ball hey, listen, around, bro. right? It was a great point. So yeah. Mine was phenomenal. Got to spread the ball around specifically yeah. to guys on your team. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Shotgun snap to Josh, fires it downfield into the end zone, and it is caught. Emmanuel Sanders, touchdown, oh. Buffalo. Play action fake rolling. It's Waddle, Waddle. He got it. Touchdown. There it is. Here they come. Wilson eludes the rush. He's going to take off. He's got plenty of running room. He could go. Wilson dives. Touchdown, New York Jets. Dropping back under a push. Chased by Judon. Runs into the left. Judon tracks him down. It is time to continue with the segment we are calling The Checklist. As the new season quickly approaches, we'll check in with every team in every division and lay out what they need to do to find success in 2022. We ended last week talking about the AFC North, and today we are focusing on the AFC East. Mike, Rob, you have to start us off. And you oh, know, yeah. we're going to be with... You already know which you team know I'm starting it with. It is the Buffalo Bills, your Bills team. Mafia, let's get, get it. it. All right, Bills Mafia, checklist for my Bills Mafia All right, to have a successful season. Number one, control the line of scrimmage. And that's on both sides of the football, not just offense, not just defense. You look at offensively, you need to be able to... Finish games, right? Four-minute offense with that guy James Cook out of Georgia, right? Over 700 yards rushing the football uh, at Georgia last year, and he also has the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. I think, I think James Cook is going to give a major boost to this offense. You see Devin Singletary right there again, a change-up type of a back you can use in the in the passing game and get the ball to him in space. And then defensively, you got Von Miller there, right? Von Miller's the assassin, right? He's the guy in, 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 in certain situations. Like a Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round, he's the guy that's going to go get the quarterback in critical situations. They only had like two, three sacks in that divisional round. Epic game, but they needed a guy like Von Miller. Gregory Russo, you mentioned him earlier in this uh, show as well. I think he's going to have a big year. Boogie Basham as well. Boogie Basham. If they can control the line of scrimmage, I'm telling you, the Buffalo Bills will have a successful season. Number two, MVP Josh Allen. Yes, I'm calling it right now. I don't know what the hell today's date is, but Josh Allen will win the MVP in 2022. And when I say when I say Josh, when I say MVP Josh Allen, that that means he has to start fast, right? Start games fast. And Jeezy, you've been on Good Morning Football Weekend with Crystal me. Football. And what I always say, I always talk about Josh Allen being calm before games. This guy's a big, strong athlete. Sometimes he gets himself jacked up, Will, like a linebacker, and he overthrows balls early in the games. He throws heaters to his receivers, can't catch the football, and he puts the team in early holes that sometimes they got to do a lot to get out of. Josh Allen, MVP Josh Allen, start faster, start a little bit more calmer, don't be in all of those, you know, get get hype type music before the game. Get your Zen on. Get your, your yoga music. Get your Elvis. I know you like Elvis music. Listen to that before the game. Calm you down. <laughs> Number three, Buffalo Bills. I hate to make uh, predictions like this. Oh boy. Set expectations Here like it this. Comes. 
It's Super Bowl or bust for my Buffalo Bills. We calling it today. It's Super Bowl or bust for Bills Mafia. They've had the number one defense over the last couple of seasons. They can get after the passer. They have a they have a pass defense that is very unique, especially when it gets in the red zone. Not many people can find space in this pass defense. And again, offensively, it's all led by Josh Allen. MVP Josh Allen shows up. Stephon Diggs on the outside. You got to run an attack. I don't know where the holes are at. They even drafted a kicker. They even drafted a kicker, all right? I don't know where the holes are at in this Buffalo Bills team. Super Bowl or bust. Who's up next, Jay? James, James is up next. Up. Let's James. go, Jimmy. Palm trees. Let's you get it, Appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to be talking it. Dolphins, my friend. They've been the talk of this offseason with all these players that they've acquired. What say you? Accurate statement, Will. Now, there are a couple things that need to happen with the Miami Dolphins. Let's start with the mastermind of Mike McDaniel. Now, it's extremely important for him to take the reins, first time as a head coach, and establish what he wants to do with specifically this offense. We know there's pieces. You have a dominant tight end. You have Jalen Waddell. You have Tyreek Hill. Two very similar players that are very, very difficult for defenses to prepare for. How do you find ways to make both of them successful together and independently? You have an upgrade on the offensive line. You can find ways to protect Tua Tungavailoa. How do you get this offense to work? How do you get everyone to buy into an offense that we've seen have a lot of success in the National Football League from Sean McVay to Kyle Shanahan? So how do you bring that and showcase different ways to be successful offensively consistently? Number two, fast learning Tua Tungavailoa. How does he grasp everything Mike McDaniel is giving him? How does he make the adjustments that McDaniel wants him to make? This offense likes to go over the middle. We haven't seen Tua do it. Is he comfortable doing it? How does he find ways to do that? How does he push the football downfield? I don't think Teddy Bridgewater, his backup quarterback, is going to be the one telling him to push the football no, downfield. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he's going to have to find ways to utilize these different receivers. We know he's an accurate passer. We've heard that from a couple places. A specific podcast comes to mind. So we know that he has some strengths as a quarterback. How do you utilize those? How do you grow in your weaknesses? And the last part, get your house in order. Let's find some civility down here in Miami. Let's avoid the chaos. Let's just get this organization on the right track, some consistency with an offensive game plan, some consistency from the head coach position, and move it from this season to the next season, to the next season, to where this organization has the stability coming from Mike McDaniel on down and find ways to avoid the chaos that we have seen lately. That is what they need to do this season. They have won games, but they haven't gotten to that next right, step. Right, right. How does Mike McDaniel get them over the hump? It's him and it's Tua. Can't beat Michael? the Bills, though. Well, can't no. beat the Bills. <laughs> Look at that. All right. Bring it in. Jeezy, you're up. I'm the only one who brought who you an got. actual checklist. Who do I have? Yeah. You got the Jets. I got the there Jets. We go. All right. First of all, success in 2022 is not going to be defined as making the playoffs, right? Let's just get that. It's going to be defined as proving that you're not the same old Jets. So I want to see progress in a number of areas here. Let's start with Zach Wilson. And let's stay on topic, ladies and gentlemen. The topic is football. That is what we are talking about here. (laughs) I want to see progression. I want to see a guy who looks like he's... He is progressing. Who looks like he is commanding things on the field and off the field. Is he commanding things off the field? Well, why don't we check in with GMFB correspondent Peter Schrager to see what he thinks about Zach Wilson's 
progression. This is from four uh-huh. days ago where he said hearing great things from attendees at the Zach Wilson-led Jets offensive getaway in Idaho. There are all the attendees right there. Schrager's hearing great things. What great things? That I'm feeling great things. You know what <laughs> great things? He's got to tell characters. you what kind of great things when he comes back. That's called a tease, Mike Robinson. Okay. But if Peter's hearing great things, then maybe we'll flip that ratio. It was nine touchdowns, 11 interceptions last year, but down the stretch, I think it was like five touchdowns to two interceptions. You put that out through a course of the season, it's going to be much better. The second thing for the Jets, here it is again. I say same old Jets. We got to rush the passer, New York Jets. Oh. We got to start getting after guys. Last year, 33 sacks tied for 25th in the NFL. Dang. It was seven straight seasons with fewer than 40 sacks. We've been saying this forever. The Jets need some pure pass rushers. Jermaine Johnson, welcome to the party. Time to get to the quarterback because that's where the party really is. Carl Lawson, who missed all of last season with that unfortunate Achilles tear. They had high hopes for him. So maybe the Jets finally going to get after the passer. And the last thing, beat the Patriots. It is 12 straight games that they have not beaten New England. Not since 2011 was the last time that the Jets... that long? No, no, no. That the Jets beat the Patriots without having to go into overtime. Their last victory (laughs) was December 17th, 2015. I covered that game. Ryan Fitzpatrick to Eric Decker to beat the Patriots. They haven't beat them, period, since then. Haven't beat them in regulation since 2011. I want you to go in there or, or do it here. Beat the Patriots. Do it the way you're supposed to do it inside four quarters. Make yourself feel like, you know what? We're finally making some progress on the Patriots. I think Mike, Mike Rob he has to his say hand up. Yeah, I got to... a question. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jeezy. So the question was, uh, you know, checklist for a successful season. Yes. So you're saying all the Jets have to do yeah. Not make is the beat the Patriots That's and it. it's considered no. successful? The all Patriots didn't even win the division. You but you want them to beat the Patriots yeah. and that defines them as having a successful season. You understand how a checklist works. you got to do all of them. You check them all oh, Okay. Off. So then it's you're all of them, the not, so not you do all exclusive. these things, nowhere on there does it say make the playoffs or win the Super Bowl, although some people think the long odds for them to win the Super Bowl <laughs> are worth a couple of checklists. Not sure about that. There are wiser ways to spend your money. But the point is, if all this happens, you now go into the offseason feeling like we got the right GM, we got the right head coach, we've got the right quarterback, we got the right pieces in place. Now in 23, we can really be successful. That's the 22 checklist. <laughs> We're out of here. Check, right. check, check. So, well, not much for 2022, huh? I just, I mean, <laughs> not much for 2022. I mean, how many times right. do I have to explain? I just came back. How many times do I have to explain sure. to this man? I don't have – this is for what's a successful te- season for the Jets. These guys, a successful season is winning the Super Bowl. These guys, a successful season is what I had up there. You just got to start to see some progress here because I don't want to <laughs> blow it up again if I'm the Jets. I blew it up too many times over the last decade. Jets fans are getting frustrated. I'm already hearing from them. My guy Mario's pizza around the corner from me. We did a segment on him before. He's getting really frustrated, but he's optimistic. I All right, I'm in your All football right. stands, Jeezy. All right, wait. Well, hey, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish us off with the Whew. Patriots. Okay, I'm going to try to get this show back on the rails. A play caller is born right there. That is key right there. Josh McDaniels ran this Patriots offense for the last 10 seasons, and we still don't have a firm answer as to who is going to be filling that role. Is it Matt Patricia? Is it Joe Judge for this offense and this team to be successful? Whoever it is has to pick up right where McDaniels left off and not miss a beat, especially in that division with a young quarterback, Mac Jones, who is heading into a critical second 
season. Which leads me to item number two, return of the Mac. Mac Jones pulling off a stunning rookie season, leading the Pats to the playoffs despite being the fifth quarterback off the board. But despite his success, that playoff loss to the Bills so that there's still plenty of room to grow. Mac needs to not only return to last year's form, he needs to raise his game to another level in 2022 if New England wants to pry that AFC East crown away from Buffalo. Mike Robb, I know Bills Mafia, let's go. Bills Mafia, he's <laughs> not having it. All right, uh, and finally, number three, the replacements emerge. Oh, yeah, the Pats. Jim Falco? Uh, yeah, look at you. There we go. It's a great movie. I kind of like that one right there. With Keanu Reeves, uh, the Pats took some serious hits this offseason. As we know, the lot star corner, J.C. Jackson, who had eight picks in a league-leading 23 pass breakups last year. They lost defensive leader Kyle Vannoy. They also lost a few starters on that O-line and Shaq Mason and Ted Karras. New England was quite a free agency, which means that some of those guys who are relative question marks are going to need to step up. Whether it's first-round pick Cole Strange stepping up at guard, former Brown, Mac Wilson taking over the Vannoy role, fourth-rounder, former Sun Devil. There we go. Forks up. Jack Jones or maybe even Malcolm Butler filling the big shoes of J.C. Jackson. Some of these replacements are going to need to turn into stars in order for the Patriots to get back into the playoffs this year. And as our guy Patrick Claibon said, Mac Jones ended up losing some weight. He's on a new dietary regimen. I know it makes a lot of people in this studio happy. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, we are having some fun here on this Monday, and there's always a slew of topics to discuss from the weekend, so it's time to put them together in another edition of Monday Mishmash. So here's the deal. In an interview with Complex, Justin Jefferson saying the best receiver in the NFL right now is Devontae Adams, but added, quote, I'm pretty sure after this year, it's going to be me. Huh? 
So who do you think? <laughs> I didn't mean that as any disrespect. I really didn't mean it. I don't know what just happened. He's supposed to say that. Uh, who do you think will be the best wide receiver in the league after this season? Uh, so Mike G, what say you? I'm staying right there. I love Justin Jefferson. Okay. I would I would gritty up and down this uh, desk right now if I knew how to do it to celebrate. Yes, you do. Uh, yeah, you do. I do not. You do. No, don't, you do. Don't. You do. Jeezy. I've seen way too much first hour. Way too much that I put out there that I don't want to put. So, anyway. Uh, oh, but over the last two seasons, check this. Rams, uh, 1,197 pass attempts. That's eighth in the NFL. Eighth in the NFL. Uh, Vikings, 1,120 pass attempts. That's 18th in the NFL. The Rams are tied for eighth uh, in uh, completions. The Vikings, 16th in completions. Rams, 41 pass TDs to the Vikings, uh, 34 last season. Why am I talking about the Rams? Because their coach uh, now for the Vikings, he came from the Rams, Kevin O'Connell. So, I expect the ball to be in the air even more than it's been for Justin Jefferson as he's put up those stats over the last couple of years. I, I'm, I'm going Justin Jefferson. I'm with you, big guy. Okay. Justin Jefferson. Okay, I'm going to say a name, guys, and it's not going to be a popular name. Uh, people probably don't even think put this guy in a top receiver type of a mold. But I'm going to go with a Colts receiver, Michael Pittman Jr. Oh. Listen to what I'm saying. Okay. okay. We've, we've been waiting for this. Yes. Listen yeah. to what I'm Ever saying. Ever since I saw the okay. email. <laughs> this is not Carson Wentz throwing him the football anymore. This is Matt Ryan throwing him the football. A former MVP, right, with a real offense, right? When I mean a real offense, meaning you got to defend Jonathan Taylor, okay? And Michael Pittman is a guy who will go in there and block. And to me, that's going to create the opportunities downfield. There's not, it's no longer going to be those crazy mistakes that we saw Carson Wentz have last year. You're going to have uh, a guy, Matt Ryan, who knows where he wants to put the ball. He's going to put the ball there accurately. And Michael Pittman Jr. is a dog. When the ball is in the air, he goes and gets it. And so takes like this, guys, happen during times like this, <laughs> right? And I got a feeling we're going to look back on this in a few months and say, man, man, that man Mike Rob, bro. He be on one. He was right about Michael Pittman Jr. I think he's going to have a big year. Save this clip. Save it. Clip it off. Clip it off. Uh, and clip this part off, too. Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> Let's go. You're up. You're up, Palmer. I'm going with Jamar Chase in year two okay. will be the best receiver. Why don't you grit in the NFL? I will not gritty, uh, but I will tell you this. He was fourth in receiving yards as a rookie, third in touchdowns with 13, second in yards per catch. I'll bring up the touchdowns because only Randy Moss had more touchdown catches in their rookie season. Than Jamar Chase. You know the yeah, defensive guys get paid too, James. You know that, right? They, they certainly do. <laughs> you know, you know that. You know he was a great receiver last year, and he's going to be the guy circled on every defensive okay. coordinator's board. You know that, right? I'm good. Just they saying. also got T. Higgins and Tyler Board and Joe Mixon, okay. who you loved in the A-block, so they got options. I'll shut ready up. For you. They can okay. do whatever I'll they'd like. Okay. But at the same time, <laughs> I do want to bring this up. During the Super during Super Bowl week, you get a chance to talk to the assistant coaches quite a bit. And I remember talking to Troy Walters, who's the receivers coach, a mm-hmm. really good coach at the, at the position, uh, played with Randy Moss in Minnesota, and he was like, both of them generational talents. I see similarities. I see both of them as freak, rare talents. The chemistry with uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase entering uh, another season together? Ooh, I like that one. Okay, I, I, I like that one. I mean, Pittman, okay, I can mm-hmm. kind of see what you're saying. I hey, mean, man. Hey, man. Not the first uh, <laughs> name that comes to mind. I uh, like Justin Jefferson as well. But for me, guys, how about Cooper Cup? Uh, did, did we forget? Did we forget what he's done? Winning the Triple Crown, putting together perhaps one of the greatest receiver seasons of all time, especially when you factor in what he did during that playoff run. Not just the rare receiving Triple Crown, but he absolutely dominated. 
dominate down the stretch of every single playoff game and willed the Rams to a Super Bowl. I just don't see any signs of him uh, letting up anytime soon. Everyone knew that he was coming, and they they were not able to stop him at all. He knows coverages. He is a film rat, loves to study things. I just think he should be mentioned up there, and he's going to make it. And everybody in the world knew he was getting the football. Exactly. That's exactly could it. Not stop which, him. which brings me back to Jefferson, because some of the stuff they did with Cup, Jefferson thinks that they're now going to do under Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota. So thanks for... He ready to block? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Jefferson sure. ready to block? Huh? He ready to lead we'll block? We'll find out. Okay. This wasn't a question about blocking. <laughs> um, okay, so guys, today is Vin Diesel's 55th birthday. Diesel is most famous for his portrayal of Dom Toretto in the Fast and Furious franchise. So what is your favorite movie franchise of all time, Mike G? Uh, this is Sometimes I like to do this, throw up a little smoke signal to see who's watching at home. Kyle Brandt, are you watching at home right now? Because it's Back to the Future for me, oh, and Kyle geez, loves my take. Oh, Back yeah, to, yeah, Back yeah. to the Future 3 was actually better than Back to the Future 1. There's what? True, no. There it is. Wrong. In the, why is it? Why you think that? In the, because there's true movie magic in that. It's a, it's, it's a play on all the westerns and, and the way that they really work things in that movie. The plot is it. Hot Mr. Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> a frisbee? Yeah. Far out. <laughs> what was the meaning of that? It was right in front of him. <laughs> anyway, that's my take. If we get a tweet from Kyle in the next five minutes, that we'll know he's watching. Okay, then we'll know. For me, my favorite franchise, I have two of them, guys, has to be Ice Cube's Friday. You already yeah. know I'm coming with some heat. <laughs> Friday, absolutely. Bye, all Felicia. of them. I liked all of them. Bye, Felicia. All of them. And it, it, it really um, showed some of the unique issues and problems and comedy that could happen in certain communities. So definitely love Ice Cube's Fridays and obviously Rocky, guys. We're close to Philly. I love the Rocky franchise. I really do. I like the step scene where he ran and all the kids running with him and all those things. I tried to recreate that when I was young. I tried to run through my neighborhood and hopefully people would follow me. Nobody did. It was no too hot. Just like a couple of dogs. A couple of dogs. Yeah. <laughs> ended up finishing by myself. <laughs> yeah, you nobody, started running. And nobody <laughs> did. Nobody. I tried to run to the, the local supermarket and and nobody did. There was no social people media. Don't, right. People don't follow <laughs> random people running down the... If anything, they, never mind. Don't Say that mind. to a 12-year-old who thought <laughs> yeah, he was right, Rocky. Let's, okay? let's, just get, uh, let's just get it out there and say that Indiana Jones is the greatest trilogy of all time. I think you get John Williams on that soundtrack. We all know the, the music like the back of our hand. Oh, let's get a story by George Lucas. And oh, yeah, yeah. let's just get Steven Spielberg to direct it and have Harrison Ford star. I think yeah. Indiana Jones still holds up. And those were in the 80s. Sean Connery, let's just throw him in the third one. Talk about third movies. That I, I like take that off. one better Holy than Rails. Back to the Future 3. Yeah. Uh, for me, the trilogy that I love is the Dark Knight trilogy because that was really the first comic book movie where it felt real, it was gritty. Mm. And those Christopher Nolan movies all had Oscar winners throughout their lineup. And just to hear Christian Bale go, I'm Batman. Or just to see, <laughs> I'm, I'm here to save your city. You know, just to hear, like, you know, pain. and here we <laughs> go. I mean, just all these different sorts of personalities. I think that's what put the, the comic book movies on the map, in my opinion. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.